0: the Mission Dorothy Podcast with your hostess, Tamekis Williams. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us here at Mission Dorothy, the podcast. I know, I know, I know, y'all, it has been a minute since I have recorded an episode And I do want to apologize to that for that, but on the flip side, life happens, right? Life has been so busy for me from you know throughout the holidays and that first month of this 2020. And life was just kind of all over the place for me, y'all. I was just trying to push through, make some things happen, settle some things down. And guess what? Your girl came out with a sound mind, a solid heart, and excited about moving forward in this year, even though January was not my best year, I made it through it and I plan to still move forward and push forward, right? Not going to allow the enemy to take my joy, not going to sit back and... Roll around in any life issues, your girl had to make some stuff happen, and life has settled down, and so I am back. I hope that you guys have had a fantastic start of the new year. If not, I've been hearing a lot of people say that 2020, 2019, has carried over into 2020. But guess what? You can make a conscious choice to end that right? At, you know, every second or, you know, every second gives us another opportunity to change, right? Change your thoughts, you change your behaviors, and you can change your life, right? So if 2020 has started off rough, understand we're in month two, you still have a lot of time to get it together, So keep on pushing, keep pushing through, understand that negativity, hurt, pain, loss, all of that is temporary. And you do have everything you need within in order to push forward and change the quality of your life. Right. And so I hope that you guys have set your goals for the year. And if you are not a goal setter, a long-time goal setter, then at least I hope that you have some short-term goals in place. Please understand that sometimes it takes time to accomplish our goals. So it's quality, not quantity, right? So just make sure that your goals are realistic so that you are not setting yourself up for failure, right? That's in goals as well as expectations in relationships, right? Because in relationships, we can set unrealistic expectations there. And we think that people should know how to do, how to act, how to talk, how to love, how to be, But on the flip side, do they really have the tools to meet the expectation? And if they don't have the tools, you will be forever let down. How about that? So today we are going to discuss jealousy. Yes, that old J word, right? Jealousy. And... I want us to remember that we are always connecting ourselves self, the, the correlation between, you know, self-esteem and our topic, right? Self-esteem, living authentically and the topic. And so we will be looking at how jealousy, uh, can play a part in low self-esteem, but also jealousy can be a part of your life, even if you do have strong self-esteem. So let's dive in. I will be pulling from Nathaniel Brendan's A Woman's Self-Esteem. As we go throughout the episode, I'll be pulling from his book. All right. And so I tell you, this little book is so powerful. It's so chock full of goodness. Um, So let's dive in. So oftentimes we wonder whether jealousy is always an indication of poor self-esteem or whether high self-esteem people ever experience this painful emotion. The short answer is that more often than not, jealousy is a reflection of inadequate self-esteem, but not always or necessarily. There are consequences in which jealousy can be felt by women and men who are relatively free of self-doubt. So let's talk about passionate love, romantic love. It entails a desire for sexual, I'm sorry, exclusivity. Consequently, you know, some degree of pain follows the loss that exclusivity as you know as when one partner has a sexual encounter with someone else outside of the relationship right so if one wants to call that pain of infidelity jealousy then it's normal right it would it would be normal to say that you know the jealousy can pull from your self-esteem, right? So the person who is the sufferer, their self-esteem will be affected by infidelity, but it all depends on how deep that um, effect goes, right? How negative will it um be when it comes to your self-esteem so the issue here is is that we have to be mindful of how we allow jealousy to reduce self-worth right so the sufferer The sufferer, right, the person who the infidelity was done um, against, right, would definitely be be devastated when it comes to their self-worth. So most of the time, well, all the time, right, all the time, when I sit with couples and I always make it a point to ask the person who, the infidelity was done against, right? So that's the sufferer. I always ask them, how did the infidelity make you feel as a woman or as a man, right? How did the infidelity affect your sense of self? And every time they always discuss how it makes them feel less attractive or less pretty or, you know, they feel that they're no longer wanted or that something is wrong with them. And so that infidelity dives right into their self-worth first, right? And the thing about that is... It really hurts when you think that you are enough for a person and they feel that they can go out and be with someone else, you know, in secrecy or not, right? Or not, because there's some bold ones out there, but in secrecy. And then when the, uh, when their mate finds out, you know, oftentimes the, the, the responsibility of the infidelity is pointed at the sufferer, right? Well, you wasn't giving me time. Well, you wasn't giving me sex. Well, you made me feel like you wasn't attracted, attractive anymore, um, attracted to me anymore. This is, you know, what usually happens. The, you know, you do have some of the, um, Um, The person who committed the infidelity will Sometimes take on the responsibility But the finger is often pointed at the person At the sufferer, right? At what they were not doing that led The other person out to cheat And so If however, the sufferer felt not merely pain But devastated self-worth then I would say that she or he had a self-esteem problem and that it existed prior to the infidelity. So what he is saying here is, is that if your self-esteem is in check, right? If you have a strong sense of self-worth and your mate go out and cheat on you, then will you be hurt? Yes. Because you, especially if you love this person and you guys have been together for a while and you know, you will be hurt, but will it really chop at your self-esteem? And for those who have a pretty good level of self-esteem, it may not, right? Because you understand that you, you know, you may, you may focus more on, self-assessing and trying to see were there things that you wasn't doing that could have possibly contributed to the infidelity but it wouldn't necessarily pierce your self-worth and your self-esteem because you recognize your value in the relationship right and so your pain just kind of may be a little surface it may penetrate just a little bit but for the person who already had self doubts, you know low self-worth low self-esteem before the infidelity even happened, then they are going to be devastated. Their self-worth is going to be devastated and the little self-esteem or self-worth that they had can possibly be diminished, right? So you end up being reduced to zero, right? the thing about it too, is, is that for the person who may not have strong self-esteem, um, it can often erase or, you know, deduct from, um, how you view yourself. Right. And so if we were to look at An example, Jane, right? So Jane says, if he could betray me by sleeping with her, then what value do I have? He's reduced my self-esteem to zero, right? So the problem was not that Jane felt pain in the circumstances that was normal. The problem lie in the conclusion that... She drew about herself. So even though he committed the act, Jane decided that his act spoke directly to her self worth. This is a conclusion that she drew, right? Because Jane's self esteem was already low. So because he cheated, he has reduced my self esteem to zero. And now she's questioning her worth. You know, no person whose self-esteem is solid in the first place imagines that another person over whose actions one has no control can destroy it, right? When your self-esteem is in check, you already understand that you do not control the actions of your mate, right? You can't control the actions of your mate. The only person's actions we are responsible for are our own. No one else's behavior can be a reflection on our worth if we do not sanction or support that behavior. That was the lesson Jane needed to learn. Jane had to learn that Because he cheated, it had nothing to do with her self-worth. She assigned the infidelity to her self-worth. Instead, she needed to learn that she cannot control her mate's actions. Therefore, she should not be connecting their actions to her self-esteem. You know, jealousy generally involves anxiety. You know, feelings of threatened... I'm sorry, feelings of being threatened, pain, fantasies of rejection or abandonment, and often rage in response to our partner's real or imagined involvement with another, right? Real or imagined. So let's think about that for a minute. Let's keep it real, real. Now for insecure individuals, that imagined piece is key. Because it is so easy for people to start believing their assumptions, right? Once you continue to ruminate on it and replay what you think may be happening because you may have saw your your mate talking to someone else and, you know, you start running with what are they talking about? Are they talking about me? Is she trying to push up on him? Is he trying to push up on her? Like that, Im- that imagination can definitely uh, cause some issues in a person who has low self-esteem. Right. So then you, people will create this whole uh, jealousy piece and jealousy shows up in the relationship all the time right? Because this person has romanced their, you know, their thoughts and one can really believe that infidelity is happening when it's actually not at all, right? Simply because you have, you know, this imagination that is feeding on the jealousy or the fear of jealousy, right? So now, your mate can't go anywhere. Can't talk to anybody. Got to get rid of all the female friends, all the male friends. Um, you want to know where they doing, who you talking to, who you going with, who's going to be there, all of these, uh, questions. And the sad part about it is you can ask all the questions and if they answer them all, you're going to still sit and feel insecure. Mm, 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 mm. that jealousy is a fool. I'm telling you, it ruins a lot of relationships when there is no jealousy. I mean, no infidelity, no cheating at all. (laughs) But when a person is jealous, they, you know, they can really start to believe the mind tricks that um, your mental can play. So some people feel jealousy because they experience deep self-doubt and live with the constant anticipation of rejection and abandonment. But there are a number of other situations besides infidelity that can provoke jealousy in people, both with and without self-confidence. And before we go to that, let me go back and really speak on the constant anticipation of rejection and abandonment. So if we were to talk about past relationships, whether it was your father, whether whether it was, you know, other romantic relationships, friendships, and if you just have a history of abandonment and rejection, then we do know, y'all do understand that that can show up in your relationships, right? And so that's why it's so important to do, to do the work and to really be conscious so that you can catch or... Pay attention when you have a history of your mates telling you that you have issues with jealousy or you have issues with abandonment, or there seems to be some sort of fear of rejection. Right. When you have, you know, when you're paying attention and you recognize that, you know, if you didn't get that, that, um, promotion on the job or, you know, you were going after someone and, you know, just just trying to get to know them, hopefully date and, you know, get into a relationship and it doesn't work out or you have, um, you know, a friendship or trying to cultivate a friendship. And it seems like that person is just not that into you, you know, there, there are different situations and scenarios that we can, you know, discuss that can bring up, um, rejection and abandonment issues and so in that like it says some people feel jealous um jealousy because they experience deep self-doubt right and they're constantly anticipating the rejection and abandonment because their history shows that you know they have had a lot of Relationships where they were abandoned or were um, rejected, and so in that case, you're constantly in a state of anticipation of when is when are you going to leave, right? When are you going to leave me? You know when are you know what's the point of me going out and 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 dating? All I'm gonna do is get rejected. Right. So then if we peel back the layers even deeper, now you're looking at, oh, you know, because I'm not pretty enough or because I'm too big or, you know, um, who, you know, guys don't like natural hair or, um, you know, whatever those, uh, negative, uh, distortions or negative beliefs and thoughts and beliefs that you may have about yourself will start to pop up. Right. So those, here come those intrusive thoughts. Right. Here come the intrusive thoughts um, that co-signs the rejection and the abandonment. And in actuality, it's almost like you are abandoning and rejecting yourself by believing these negative thoughts and beliefs. Right. So you reject the rejection and abandonment of self comes in when you decide not to date you know, not to get out there and be open to meeting new people, building new relationships, right? Believing that you're not attractive, believing that you're not pretty enough. You're not fine enough. You know, uh, you're too big for anybody to like you or whatever those negative thoughts are. You start to believe those. So then in actuality, you're abandoning yourself, right? You're abandoning the possibility, um, of happiness, of being loved, of, you know, um, being wanted and needed by someone else. Right. So definitely key into that, pay attention to that. If you know that you have a history of rejection and abandonment, then of course, I would definitely say, go, you know, get into therapy, talk with a therapist, work through those, you know, daddy issues or, you know, mommy issues or, uh, you know, just the own personal self-rejection and personal abandonment issues, right? They're a, a good therapist can really help you, uh, work through those, uh, problems because they definitely will show up in your relationships. It'll show up on the job. Um, like it can even show up in parenting. Okay. So, Let's talk about other ways that jealousy can be provoked. So jealousy, it can arise from a generalized apprehension that somehow love and happiness always die, right? Some people experience jealousy when they see someone else receiving the interest or kindness they want themselves, right? If we were to really dive into that, right? When you are on the job and somebody else on the job is getting the promotion or they're getting the pat on the back, right? Or, you know, coworkers, you know, tend to go to lunch together and don't ask you or um, situations where you may feel like, other people are being, you know, people are being kind to others, but they're not kind to you. Um, Someone was invited to be the bridesmaid or the matron of honor and you wasn't asked or, um, you know, there are so many different ways jealousy can show up in life and in relationships, right? But the thing about that is, is that You know, we really have to work at, you know, self-security, right? Just kind of being secure within yourself, right? Once again, those assumptions can definitely play mind tricks and you can really start to believe them. Well, you know, they never asked me to go out to lunch because um, I just, they don't like me. How do you know they don't like you? Or is it really that they don't, ask you to go out to lunch because around lunchtime you always have your headphones in and you know, you're stuck in your office with the door closed, right? Or at lunch, everybody else is getting up to leave and you're still sitting at your desk working. So if this is the habit, then other people do pay attention to your habits and is your habits behavior uh, demeanor is it saying, don't bother me, <laughs> you know, don't bother me. Right. When I see people walk around, if they got the hoodie on, if they, um, you know, have the hat on and kind of hiding underneath those things, if they have the earphones, phones in their ears, then that's, it's like, don't bother me. I don't want to be bothered. Like that's the sign in the, that, that can give right? So it may not be that they don't want you to come. It's just that maybe your demeanor is not uh, open. It's not uh, inviting. And so you really have to pay attention to that. So some feel it's, you know, some feel jealousy when they see their partner flirting. And jealousy may arise in a new relationship because of painful experiences in past relationships involving a partner's infidelity. Right. So if you were, like I I said earlier, if you have a history of being in relationships where you've been cheated on, then when you get in a new relationship, that insecurity will pop up. Right. When you see your partner talking to somebody of the opposite sex, right. Or if you see your partner talking to someone, um, you know, and if you're in a same sex relationship and you see your partner talking to another girl or another guy and, Uh, you know, that jealousy can pop up because that immediate uh, fear will come in and introduce negative thoughts and beliefs of possible infidelity, right? It can trigger that past pain that you probably didn't work through, right? Right? If, you know, relationship after relationship, infidelity after infidelity, and you've never had the opportunity to really process that pain. You've just been moving on. Like, understand you are carrying a backpack full of bricks. That's weight. And that's weight that can show up in new relationships and ruin them. Right? Right? So you really have to pay attention to your triggers and work through them um, so that they can no longer be a trigger. Clearly, the more self-confident we are and the more we trust and feel loved by our partners, the less likely we are to experience jealousy in its extreme forms. We can have occasional feelings of jealousy without being a jealous person. Right? If we ask, does romantic love inevitably entail some feelings of pain or fear at the prospect of loss, even among self-confident individuals? Then the answer is yes. But if we ask, Is anxiety, pain, or rage over potential rivals an inevitable part of love for everyone? Then I would answer no, says Nathaniel Brendan. But suppose we do feel insecure and are inclined to jealousy. What can we do to manage such feelings so as not to destroy our relationships? right? When we're jealous, we often respond by becoming depressed and withdrawn, which leaves our partner feeling uncomfortable and rejected. Another common response is anger, which tends to provoke defensiveness and hostility. Now listen close because the question is, What can we do to manage such feelings so as not to destroy our relationship? What can we do to manage this feeling of insecurity and jealousy, right? So let me start over with the answer. Here's the answer. When you're jealous, we often feel, or I'm sorry, respond by becoming depressed like sad and withdrawn, right? So when we're feeling jealous, you know, immediately we can get upset, we can get sad, we can isolate and we can get angry, right? And any of those emotions tend to provoke defensiveness and hostility in your mate and within you. Both reactions exacerbate an already difficult situation and make communication almost impossible so when you're jealous it's easy to go and point the finger and get upset and angry and start yelling and hollering and screaming and throwing and putting folks stuff out on the curb right (laughs) but let's be real Even though you're angry and you're upset and you're mad, it doesn't mean that you really want to end the relationship. So how do I deal with my anger if I am feeling jealous? If I am feeling jealous about the fact that my boyfriend, best friend is a female, right? If I'm feeling jealous about the fact that my coworker started after me, but she got the promotion before me. If I'm feeling, you know, angry or jealous because... Um, my friend has a new friend and it seems like they, she has a better time with the new friend, right? So what do you do with that? Right? So if you respond with negativity, with anger, if you're, you know, with sadness, with withdrawing, then all that does is exacerbate an already difficult situation. And it really does put a pause on, the ability to communicate to work towards healing so we need to learn alternative responses that are more helpful so let's look at an example let's let's look at Claire so when Claire saw her husband flirting with another woman at a party She instantly became hostile and bitter. Her husband denied everything. And for several days, they barely spoke. In therapy, she learned to say when she saw it happening. This is what she said to her husband. Instead of coming at him angry, pissed off, mad, cussing, fussing, throwing, and putting him out here's what she said she said watching you I felt a little anxious I felt a little scared I began having fantasies of your of you running off and leaving me in this statement she took responsibility of her own feelings and did what she could to be Uh, I'm sorry, she did what she could to create a context in which a benevolent discussion could take place, right? She did not disown her anger, recognizing that it was understandable. It was understandable in the circumstances, right? So she didn't disown her anger. She's telling him what it made her feel like when she was watching him right so she didn't she did not disown her anger recognizing that it was understandable in the circumstances but saw that her interests were not served by making anger the heart of the of the communication i'm sorry y'all i'm getting tongue-tied here so like really key in on that right Claire spoke up spoke and she explained what it made her feel like to watch him talk to this woman at the party. She did not disown her anger cuz she was still probably angry just just able to put things in perspective. And she did not allow anger to be the heart of the of the communication. She allowed her feelings to be the heart of the communication by doing so he did not feel attacked her husband did not try to defend himself he listened he acknowledged that he had been flirting and that he had been unintentionally hurtful so he was able to own up to the wrong that he was flirting even though initially he denied it right and he denied it because i'm sure he was trying to prevent the arguing but for several days they did not talk right so claire had to like get it together take some time out process what she saw process her feelings and instead of her you know, now wait, let me, let me stop right here. Cause I don't always condone silence, but in the silence, like, as it stated, you know, she confronted him about it. He denied it all. And for several days they did not or barely spoke. Now, if you need the silence to process your feelings to prevent a uh, angry explosive argument, okay. Cool. But if you're if you need that silence, I want you to ask to 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 ask for it, right? Or to state that you need that time. You know, so that would go something like You know, I understand that you're denying it, but I feel like I do need some time just to kind of process my feelings. I don't want to get into an aggressive argument with you, but I do need some time to to process my feelings. And I would like to um, come back, you know, in a day or two and we revisit this conversation. Right? Now, I'm not saying it's going to always go this way. (laughs) I'm not saying that, but it just all depends on maturity level but what do you really want to get out of this do you want a fight or do you want to find solutions right so as is stated you know being that she did not because of course you know initially he's going to think that you're going to come with the aggression with the anger pissed off defensive calling names all all the extras right but the throw-off is that she came she came said what she needed to say she let him know that she saw it she stepped back processed it came back approached it with him he listened owned up to the flirting said that he unintentionally tried you know that the, the hurt was unintentional the problem was not solved in that instant, but the road was open for a deeper, more meaningful exploration, right? So now the door is open for them to have a conversation about why is it that he feels the need to flirt? How does the flirting feed him, right? Is it an ego? Is it feeding his ego? Is he checking to make sure he still got it? Like, you know, you, you have to look within yourself to say, okay, uh, is there any behaviors within me that could be, um, promoting, you know, this, this behavior in him? Um, you know, are there some things in our relationship that is lacking? Do I build him up? Do I, you know, give him compliments do i show him how much i love him do i support him what you know like real like this opens the door for deeper communication right because he can come back and say well you know what sometimes i just i just like the fact that um women still find me attractive right because you really don't give me compliments. You know, I can go get a haircut. I can have on something new. It's like you just overlook everything, right? Like you never tell me, you know, that I look handsome or sexy or, uh baby, I love it when you wear this or like I never get that from you. And so sometimes I just need that. Sometimes I just need my ego fed a little bit, right? Not trying to be... um Really selfish or anything but i know that my act has been selfish by flirting back with women but i am telling you that you know this is something that i do like and i would really enjoy it if you would start doing that again right these just scenarios y'all these are just scenarios i know life can go a little bit different right (laughs) but i'm just trying to give you another perspective and another way to handle things Okay. And so we need to recognize our feelings, own them, talk about them honestly, and not allow them to drive us to behavior that sabotages relationships. Now, yes, infidelity can definitely ruin a relationship. Financial infidelity can ruin a relationship. Emotional, verbal, like all of that can ruin a relationship, right? But do you want the relationship to end or do you just simply want the behavior to end? Right? And that that example with Claire is just showing you if you don't want the relationship to end, then recognize your feelings, own them talk about them honestly without the anger without the defensiveness without all of the negativity because at the end of the day the the receiver of your message is not going to hear you all they're going to do is pay attention to your technique pay attention to your tone you know pay attention to your physical body language and your message is going to get lost in all the extras right so we have to really learn how to communicate so we don't want to always sabotage the relationships and now granted his behavior can definitely be something that can sabotage a relationship right because i'm not condoning flirting in no form of fashion but let's keep it real there's been You know, people have been through infidelity and not wanting to leave the relationship, right? People are willing to fight for their love. And if you're fighting for your love in such a way with defensiveness, you know, because that's where most couples live, defensive, right? You come at me defensive, I'm going to get defensive back, and then we're going to argue, fuss, fight. And the whole message just gets thrown in the trash can and... relationships end up being sabotaged sabotaged so this is equally true when our initial response is to withdraw into that hurt silence as stated before that only hope once again of a solution lies in authentic non-accusatory communication and an honest honest i'm sorry (laughs) y'all i can't get it out Um, the only hope of a solution, once again, is it lies in authentic, non-accusatory communication and an honest sharing of feelings. So let's look at another example of how jealousy can show up. Um, Lauren complained of feeling jealous because of the attention other women paid to her handsome husband. She instead, um, insisted that he must be inviting it by somehow signaling availability. When she was asked what she would like her husband to do differently, she could not answer she was encouraged to talk about her anxieties with him rather than withdraw into depressed silence. Right. So that goes back into that hurt silence in their conversation. It slowly emerged that he did enjoy being the center of so much feminine attention. And that if he did nothing, and that if he did nothing to encourage it, he did nothing to discourage it either. After some resistance, he agreed to be more reserved. She agreed to take responsibility for her fears, monitor them, talk about them, and keep reminding herself that her husband was not the father who had left his family for another woman when Lauren was 12 twofold to this example a it's basically stating that Lauren has some daddy issues right dad left her mother and went with another woman when Lauren was 12 and so that has built a that abandonment and rejection piece in her which is showing up in her relationships right but then on the flip side her husband was flirting right he was um. well not that he was flirting well he was getting the attention from the women but he was enjoying enjoying it but he wasn't doing anything to discourage it either right so we all know that that can start something right you know Kim might want to you know think that he's cute and so she's flirting he doesn't like you know, bre- stop the flirting. He doesn't tell her, you know, hey, I'm a married man. I don't, you know, get down in that way. Uh, But he also really didn't give in to it by flirting back with Kim. But he didn't do anything to stop it, though. Right. So I don't want to make it seem like it's all Lauren's daddy issues here. They're both bringing. Uh, you know, are responsible in this situation right here. Right. The husband didn't shut it down. And then also Lauren um, has feelings of jealousy because, you know, her husband is handsome. He does get this attention from women. And, you know, she basically um, was running with the thoughts, but, you know, after being encouraged to talk about her feelings and the anxiety, she was able to Um, express how it made her feel, right? So if we were the person doing the flirting and our partner is the jealous one, our first responsibility is to be truthful, right? So if you were flirting, just be honest about it. If we deny our partner's perceptions, we merely deepen their anxiety and confirm their fear that there is something to be jealous of about right so own it if you're flirting own it right own your responsibility and be honest because if you lie about it then it denies your partner um emotions to be acknowledged and all it would do is just deepen the anxiety and the fears and the worry. And the assumptions and the self-doubt and the, you know, the um, decrease in self-worth, self-esteem. I don't think I don't think you want to do all that. Right. So own it, acknowledge your mates um, feelings about it and then talk about it and discuss it right on your own. As I tell all my couples on your own period. Because in order to heal, everybody got to be open and honest and willing to stand in their truth, whether it's that truth is positive or negative. Right? So here's another example. When... Mike would call me on my flirting, said Linda. My first impulse was to say it was only his imagination. Right? So Linda is not trying to initially own the flirting, right? She got caught. So her first thought was to say it was his imagination. Who we come on now. I know a lot of y'all can um, um, I can't find my word. I know you guys have been through, I know some people have been through that, right? Is mm -mm, it's just your imagination. Ain't nobody out here flirting. Like you tripping, right? So then Linda says, I had to learn not to be controlled by my fear of being reproached. It made me deny what was obviously true. I didn't have a lot of dates when I was young. And sometimes male attention goes to my head. When I admitted that to Mike, he got more relaxed. He said he could understand that. His understanding made me want to handle my feelings better, experience them without being run by them, not act inappropriately or do anything that could give him grounds for discomfort, right? So now she's owning her responsibility, right? Let me, let me go back and reread that because I'm getting a little tongue tied up in here. I want y'all to make sure that you get this so linda said when mike when when mike would call me out on my flirting my first impulse was to say it was only his imagination i had to learn not to be controlled by my fear of being called out basically it made me deny what was obviously true i didn't have a lot of dates when I was younger and sometimes male attention goes to my head, right? So that attention goes and it feeds her ego. When I admitted that to Mike, he got more relaxed, right? So instead she wasn't like being extra defensive or any of that, like she just was being honest with him. Okay. That, that attention goes to my head a little bit. It feeds my ego, right? So Max was, I'm I'm sorry, Max, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about the word. That he was more relaxed so um, he got more relaxed and he he said he could understand that his understanding made me want to handle my feelings better experience them without being run by them not act inappropriately or do anything that could give him grounds for discomfort right so To kind of wrap things up here jealousy justified or not is painful and humiliating it needs to be dealt with compassionately whether in ourselves or our partners when we have the courage to explore the pain and fear that underlie it it tends to diminish as self-esteem tends to grow okay so the gist is if you have jealousy issues you really got to work with dealing with the root of those issues you got to find out what is the root of my jealousy is it rejection abandonment history abandonment history is it me just not being confident within myself Right? Um, You know, really working to look within yourself and really deal with the jealousy because jealousy really does ruin relationships. It can ruin the emotional connection that you have with your friend, family members, co-workers, romantic interests, right? And at the end of the day, like, you know, Mr. Brendan said, it's painful and it is definitely humiliating right? It does not feel good to be jealous in no form of fashion. you know I always think about um women, us women, right? Now here's a takeaway I really want you guys to utilize whether you are the giver or the or the receiver now I think I may have talked about this in a past episode but you know when you're out and about and uh, another female may give you this look like just a stank face look right and my thing is you know I always say give people their responsibility back right what was the point of the stank face whether you did it If you are the doer, what's the point? You know, if you see a woman that is looking nice, her hair is pretty, like she just got it all together, right? Like her appearance is all together, right? Instead of giving her the stank face because you are jealous, you got to look and see what is it about her that is making you feel jealous. Instead of you being jealous, you should really work to be inspired, is it her outfit? Does she put her clothes together? Well, do you wish that you could dress that way? If so, be inspired by it. Take her outfit, you know, uh, pull out your phone, go in your notes, write it down. Right. And go and look for pieces similar to that. And you can recreate or create that look for yourself. Like don't hate on her because she's looking cute. Right. Compliment her don't give it a stank face because her hair is pretty or her makeup is pretty or because you know she's with her 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 boyfriend or her husband and he they make such a beautiful couple like don't be jealous about that be inspired right like we got to start lifting each other up and stop tearing each other down so be inspired figure out what is it within you what is it about this other person that wakes up this jealousy in you right i'm not talking about infidelity here i'm talking about just when you look and see another person and you start to feel jealous right if somebody is um you know if somebody got some accolades on the job or you know like instead look and see okay well look at their work ethic look at their consistency their dedication the systems they have in the play that has caused them to be able to get this acknowledgement right and implement okay so let's really work at building each other up but also working to build yourself up as we talk about you know self-esteem and living authentically like you got to be honest with yourself right as we are working to be authentic, non accusatory, and honest with our feelings with others, we also have to be that same way with ourselves. Okay? So I really, really hope that this episode helps you guys deal with any feelings you may have had as it relates to jealousy. And i hope that you do understand the connection between jealousy and self-esteem right if you do have this issue be honest with yourself take a good look within and and let's work on it let's work on it so that you won't ruin any more relationships let's go to therapy and talk about the abandonment and rejection um issues from you know missing you know your father not being there or your mother not being there right let's let's deal with the low self-esteem and you know learn the tools that you can utilize in order to build your self-esteem in order to build that self-worth so that you can be able to feel more confident in your interactions and relationships okay so please go back And listen to this episode again Um, please I do apologize I know that there's like a little noise there in the background of portions of the episode Um, once again I broke my cord uh, the original cord that came with my microphone I bought a replacement and uh, this replacement is not the best uh, as as you can hear Um, but, um, roll with me, you know, until I can find a better solution. All right. So I hope that that little noise don't deter you from going back and listen, listening to this episode to make sure that you got all the nuggets. Um, but I will work on the quality, um, with this microphone is, um, Anywho. I'll work with it, but the show must go on. Right? <laughs> so until our next conversation, uh, let's really work to live authentically and let's really work at decreasing and getting rid of any jealousy, right? We're all connected in some form or fashion. So um, let's really work to build each other up. Let's really work to communicate our needs, our feelings, Uh, so that we can really work to get the life that we want and have the relationships that we want. All right. So until next time, have a great one. Bye-bye.